0: All right, well, today we're going to be talking about Galaxy's Edge, and I needed to have two of the most Disney experts that I know. And today I have with me my twin sister, Angela Rojas. Hello. And my lovely, beautiful, talented, star of a friend, Nikki. You're literally the sweetest. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hello. So this is a very exciting episode because we're going to be talking about Disney, Star Wars.
1: And food. <laughs> most importantly, food.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. The most important part. <laughs> so just to give a quick overview of what Disney's Galaxy's Edge is, it's a interactive Star Wars land located in Disneyland, California, Walt well, Disney World, and soon Disneyland Paris, which is really, really cool. It's called Black Spire Outpost and it's on the planet Batuu, and it's fully immersive. There's sense of different foods that you can try they have somewhat of a different language. And my favorite thing is the cast members, honestly, because they are fully in it. They have their own character. They never break. They're really, really good. And they keep you into that atmosphere. You really feel like you're in a Star Wars movie. So there are two rides in the land. There is Smuggler's Run, where you pilot the Falcon. And it's not easy. Um, Hondo Anaka has been mad at me multiple times. And I hate to say this, but... Chewie has even been really disappointed in me and he has he i has. can confirm Aww. that <laughs> it's so sad um and then there's my favorite ride on property rise of the resistance and when i say that is the craziest most immersive ride th- there's literally nothing like it i mean there's other trackless rides in orlando but this this is next level <laughs> it really is it's one of the coolest attractions i think i've ever been on it is mind-blowing, but we'll get more into that later. Yeah. So what were some of your first impressions of the land? What are some of your favorite memories from Batu? Yeah, so I went to Batu for the first time for an annual passholder preview. I woke up around 4 a.m. with my family, and we went over to Hollywood Studios and waited in line with a huge group of people. This was pre-COVID-19, so there was a lot of people there. And we all walked together to Batu, to um, Galaxy's Edge. And the first thing I remember noticing is the music change. Once you walk in, you can hear lots of like unique bugs and animals. And then you hear like crazy music playing. The sound design is really cool. The sound design is really cool. Uh, It's very immersive too. I also want to add that John Williams did do the score to This Land, yes. which is it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I walk in and the lighting is beautiful because I went really early in the morning; it's still dark. So the lighting design is incredible; it's stunning to look at. So the first thing we see is just this giant group of cast members all like clapping and cheering and saying "Bright Suns, Travelers," which is hello in their language and they're all super excited to be there and welcome you so as we're walking past the giant group of cast members we then see Chewie waving hi to everyone and I got super emotional people around me were emotional and then we went on the attraction smugglers run and I had a blast that like I it's not like one of those ride simulators where you where it's a game where you just shoot things. It's like a true you're really flying the Falcon. Like Mm -hmm. that's the best way I can describe it. And I I was the pilot. Bridget was also my co-pilot or was I the co-pilot pilot? No, I was co-pilot. I was chewy basically. Okay, so I was the pilot. Um and it was incredible. We crashed our our score at the end was the worst possible score I think you could get. We were just having so much fun. Um, and then after that, you know, our appetites were pretty great. We really wanted some good <laughs> food. So we went over to get a Ronto wrap um, and that became Bridget's favorite food ever now. I so, think about a Ronto wrap day and night. I don't Seven you. days a week. Like you don't understand. The slaw yes, oh, on the wrap itself. It's a very smoky flavor too. So I feel like Smoky sandwiches or smoky It's wraps. like smoky and sweet. It's their version of barbecue. Uh, they also mm-hmm. have the breakfast sandwich one where it comes with egg, cheddar, cheese, and the sausage itself on the pita bread. But I do have a hack. If you do go over and get the Ronto wrap and you haven't done this yet, try it with the barbecue sauce. So once you order your Ronto wrap, on the side there is going to be, or once you receive your Ronto wrap, on the side, there's this thing of sauces and utensils and all of that. If you grab the Heinz barbecue sauce, aka the best barbecue sauce ever, the Heinz barbecue sauce, and you take a few, and then you put it on your Ronto wrap, it is a game changer. It tastes so good. It's like a proper barbecue meal. I trust me, you're going to want to try this. I have introduced this to a few of my friends, and I saw their reaction to it, and they're freaking out over it. So I promise you will love it. Nikki, you have a really interesting experience with Galaxy's Edge when you first went. So what was was
1: that like? Um, So when Galaxy's Edge was opening, I was working at Hollywood Studios. Um, And so... Uh, for the cast members that were working the first attraction to open, which was Smuggler's Run, they needed um, to train with actual people. So those of us who worked at Hollywood Studios got to go uh, into the land and ride Smuggler's Run just so those attractions cast members could practice loading and all of that with actual people before we opened up to the general public. Um, So what, it was just one day, our manager said, hey, they need people. You guys can go on your break. And you bet me and and a couple of my friends that were working, we ran all the way over there. And there was barely anybody else in the land, which was really cool. So we got to see an empty um, Batu, And we walked over the stairs and we saw when I saw the Millennium Falcon for the first time, it was like I like time had stopped because something that I like grew up watching because I was a child. Uh, I grew up when the prequels were coming out. I, I knew Star Wars since I was a very small child. And so it was just like amazing to see this iconic like ship from these movie series that I've been watching since I was a kid just like right in front of me and it was huge you know the Falcon is huge in Mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge and you could see like other cast members that were coming in to like help out with the attraction they would like stop see it and just like start crying because it was just so beautiful there were so many hardworking cast members that worked on the land to make it what it is and they did a beautiful job with it
0: Mm -hmm. creating
1: the world And it was incredible to see. Um, We got to ride Smuggler's Run, my little group of friends. We were screaming at each other the whole time, (laughs) trying not to crash the Falcon (laughs) and trying to figure out what was going on. Um, I've ridden, I got the opportunity to ride Smuggler's Run a lot. So I've ridden every position. So I got to do uh, both pilots. I did the gunner. I did the engineer. Um, and I love all, I love all of them. They're all so different and you can do different things. I think when you're a pilot, you're so caught up in trying to keep everybody alive that it's hard to really appreciate everything that's happening because you're so focused. One of my favorite things about the engineer is that I can just press a button and I can just watch everything that's happening. And I love how immersive it is for its guests. I don't think there's a ride that is really like smugglers run in the way that it really puts the guests in charge of their fate and i think that's really awesome and i think that was the perfect choice for um a ride on the millennium falcon because it, it made them feel like they were like han solo you know and i think that's really cool and a lot of people wanted that yeah
0: and like you really do feel like oh yeah i'm controlling this cuz you are like everything you're
1: doing exactly does matter <laughs> exactly i love smugglers run i think oh, it's great too. i think i think kids love it i think whole entire families can really enjoy taking part in the ride um <laughs> i love rise of the resistance i think it's such a cool ride oh um, yes and the way that you are put into the story just immediately when you get in the ride like the moment that you enter the queue, you are in a resistance base. Like you are taking part in the journey. The way that we're put on the star destroyer is. Uh, my mind was blown oh, wait, wait, when yes. that happened. I couldn't. I literally could not believe. I'm gonna be honest. What was I happening? I still have zero idea how it works.
0: <laughs> I, I have no idea.
1: I'm like thinking about it. I have no idea how they do it. Um. The trackless system is really, really cool. What I also think that I I rode uh, at SeaWorld the trackless system for their penguin ride, which uh, that was the first time I saw that kind of system and I loved it. I thought it was really clever. Um, so when they said that this ride, Rise of the Resistance, was going to be trackless, I was really excited to see um, How that was going to go. And just like the story they put you through. All of the like twists and turns. You really feel like. You are in this story. Like you're just mm-hmm. part of like a Star Wars movie. And I think that's so cool. Just every single part of it. And then all of the cast members. That are cast members that are inside. Um, the attraction itself. Are fantastic. You know. Um, the First Order attractions cast members are scary they are no joke i brought my camera into the ride one day and i was taking pictures in like the loading area um where like the first order is like breaking you up into groups um to put you in the jail cell and I tried to take a picture, and one of the First Order cast members was like, are you paying attention? And I was like, yes, sir. i was <laughs> oh. so scared. And I, like, put my camera away. I got so scared of him. But, like, <laughs> I think that's so cool that, like, they're First Order. They don't have to be nice to us because we're resistance spies. Like, that's that's where exactly. our our story is. So... I just love it and i love that the resistance i don't know i don't want to say anything like spoilery for those who've for those people who have not ridden the ride and that will soon mm-hmm. um it's just very cool very interactive and i think it's it's one of the best rides in orlando 100 percent.
0: i agree it's it's just so impressive and hard to wrap your mind around how they do certain effects and it, yeah. I, I just i'm always blown away every time i go on it
1: Mhm. Absolutely. So
0: some of my like favorite memories and first impressions. We talked about the rides a lot, so I will I, I do want to add about Rise of Resistance. Um I've been on it a few times and every single time I go, I do cry. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> it there's I just do wrong with you. <laughs> it's just well... it's really emotional. <laughs> it is it's really me. emotional. You know, um there's the the score to the ride itself and Towards the end of the ride, it's just you're gonna sob. <laughs> um, anyways. So the first time I went to Black Spire, I read the book beforehand, which again, highly recommend you do. And it's written by Delia Dawson. And if you're a fan of Phasma, that book, it's the same author. And it's just beautifully written and it adds a lot to your experience going forth. And you find out the ending of the story when you're in Galaxy's Edge, which is really cool. That experience of just being transported into the book and seeing everything smelling the ronto wrap that Vi describes as the best smell she's ever smelled <laughs> um there's that also how a, you describe it um yes actually that that, that was actually me that's oh. your words <laughs> yeah that's, yeah that's you know what at the back of the book there there's the quotes and my quotes there it's <laughs> the best of i've ever <laughs> anyways <laughs> um there's also another book it's called a clash of fate i'm not entirely sure if that book is canon um but it is also really good and they talk about moof juice and Endorian tipyip now it, i oh tipyip is so good oh, it is. it's amazing so I find it difficult to choose between the two restaurants. There's two. There's Docking Bay 7 and there's Ronto Roasters. Mm-hmm. When I went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time, they had two different wraps. They had a chicken wrap, and then they also had the oh, Ronto yeah, wrap. they did. Well, I think it was called Tipyup wrap or something, or Indorian something, but it was it was really good. Now, at Docking Bay 7, they have the fried Indorian Tipyup and... Now that one was really good. I actually wrote down what exactly you get if you order that and what you can choose. I literally wrote down this is my let me be honest, this is my favorite thing at Hollywood Studios to eat. And I I'm, I'm serious. It's so good. So you it comes with crispy chicken of choice of vegetable mashed potatoes with herb gravy, or instead of the vegetable mashed potatoes, you can get macaroni and cheese and roasted vegetables. Um Now, I cannot stress enough getting the macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Yes, it sounds like I'm two years old, but truly, it's amazing. So it is kind of like basic Disney mac and cheese, if you know what that tastes like. The noodles are very different, and it has a little more spice to it. The chicken itself is pretty, yeah, it's spicy, but not like, or it's not overwhelming. It has a bit of a kick. It's because of that that black pepper and like some other stuff they add um and then the vegetables itself is really good I mean it's I'm a picky eater I'm not gonna lie I'm a very picky eater so having that choice was amazing and yeah like I have I cannot go to Batu anymore without getting it it is insane so Mm -hmm. If you are looking for something and you don't really want to try anything crazy, because yes, it is true, they have kind of weird items on the menu, you want something familiar yet kind of unique, I do recommend the Endorian fried chicken tip-yip, but with the mac and cheese, because... Mm-hmm. mac and cheese is fire the mac and cheese <laughs> it's different it's not different it's, not, it's yeah. actually not like your stereotypical disney mac and cheese it has kick to it right like i'm not crazy it had something does. to it
1: i actually have a dish that i want to talk about too it's my favorite thing to get at docking bay seven it is the felucian kefta and hummus garden spread Ooh. i don't know if you've had it i've no, never I've had, had it. it i don't even know oh what my it gosh. is it's so good. Okay. So it's plant-based meatballs, uh, herb, hummus, tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita. I kid you oh, not. I love pita. Based, the plant-based meatballs are so good. It sounds amazing. It's literally like if I'm not getting like a Ronto wrap or whatever, but if I want like a good like meal, I get that. And it is so satisfying. Ooh. And then, like the little like um the tomato cucumber relish. I usually don't like relish, but this is so good and so fresh, yeah, i I need to try
0: this ASap. Yeah, that sounds amazing.
1: That does sound pretty good. <laughs> it's so good. I
0: want to ask Nikki, I know Angela has had the mou juice. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So I recently so i I finished reading Clash of Fate um mm-hmm. last month. And then I went to Galaxy's Edge the week after and they talked about the move juice and I really wanted to try it Mm. and I tried it and I swear, I don't know if I was having an allergic reaction, but I swear I I was drinking it and I thought it was spicy and my throat felt weird.
1: Okay. (laughs) So um, it is fruit punch, orange with pineapple and chipotle pineapple.
0: Oh, okay. So that's probably,
1: yeah why I thought I was dying <laughs> yeah well are you allergic to pineapple or anything no I'm not <laughs> no then it was probably just like the little the little chipotle part
0: yeah so I was like maybe maybe I'm allergic to this or something but that makes sense because it was spicy
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but it, was yeah, so that's good.
1: it have you guys tried the blue milk yes I've also tried the, the green blue milk. and the
0: green okay do you like it I like the blue milk. I do not like the green milk. Mm-hmm. So both of them are fine, but because we're in Florida, <laughs> they melt very fast. Oh, that's And then once it melts, it's like a very weird consistency. It's like mm-hmm. it's like almost like yogurt. I don't know how to describe it. But mm-hmm. um, the hack that I like to do is mixing both of them because it actually tastes. It tastes better if you mix both of them. I don't know why Mm. I don't I don't agree with that because green to me is so bitter um green is the one that Luke drinks in the last
1: Jedi right I thought it was blue oh maybe oh it is blue oh yeah it is blue well yeah I thought it was blue um I do have to agree that I like the blue milk mm-hmm. and I remember I I did not like the green milk but I can only do like half of the blue milk that's the only yeah. thing I have to share it with someone it's because it's so rich it is
0: it's kind of like the problem I have with butter beer at yeah. um, Universal I can't drink mm-hmm. that much of it I yeah. Nikki Angela and I recently went to Universal and I got this fizzy pumpkin juice and I I <laughs> I was like I'm gonna get this instead because it's gonna be less sweet less dense and it also hurt my stomach <laughs> it was really oh. sweet
1: <laughs> I feel like all of those stuff is usually very very sweet
0: yeah but it, it's good I, I like the blue milk um I do not recommend mm. getting it first thing in the morning um, yes because I agree with it's, that a, it's a lot <laughs> But yeah, just my overall experience at Galaxy's Edge has been amazing. And even with COVID, with all the changes, like, there's no longer roaming characters. They're normally behind a barrier. Or like Kylo Ren and the Stormtroopers, they're on the stage. Everything is still really, really magical. And the cast members make sure to keep the show going, which, if you ever go to Disney... Please be kind to your cast members, especially right now, because they are working so incredibly hard, and they're doing an incredible job. Wear your mask. Oh, yes. please wear your mask. Don't be a drama queen. Like, it's a piece of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. So I want to take this time to talk about something that's been bothering me, and I know it's been bothering Nikki, because we talked about it. It's the rumors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's the rumors that they are going to change the theme of *Galaxy's Edge* to *The Mandalorian*, and there's also a new rumor I saw where they're. It, this it sounds so dumb, and you can tell like a fan made it because it's like Disney would never do this. Apparently, they're gonna retheme *Galaxy's Edge* every like season, so that it's a yeah. different different planet almost.
1: <laughs> First and foremost, I do not speak for the brand of the company. Um, <laughs> same. <laughs> and this this is something that's been bothering me because I feel like this is kind of like a slap in the face to all of the people that took so much hard time creating Batu. Mm-hmm. and um it's it's not an easy thing to retheme something. At, yes. at at any theme park. It really isn't. It takes a lot of work by a lot of people. Um and with Lucasfilm, they are in control of the decisions being made with um especially at the parks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um everything had to be very precise for Batu and had to fit into the narrative. So Mandalorian themed overlay or like rehaul would mean that a land that is barely a year old would be taken down and then just forgotten about Mm -hmm. i don't this is again my personal opinion i don't think that disney would spend the money doing that yeah. And also because the two rides that are Smugglers Run and Rise of the Resistance are in the storyline of the sequel trilogy. The exactly. land itself is in the timeline between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. That is that is where that place and time of Batu is. Um so everything is themed to that you have the first order area with the um kylo's ship and all of the that area you have the millennium falcon which yes could technically fit into any sort of timeline but you have a whole ride that's based off of it and then rise of the resistance ride is based solely on the sequel trilogy timeline including kylo hux all of the technology that the first order has that the empire did not have so it does Mm -hmm. not fit i just it just to me would be a waste of time because by the time that they finish construction if they were even to do that star wars fans would move on to the next thing
0: exactly i also want to add because i get that a lot of people do not i mean it's not that many people who want to erase the sequels now i by the time this episode comes out you guys will know my ranking of all the star wars films and i put the sequels pretty low i personally do not really like the sequels but with that being said i accept that they're part of canon and disney has made a lot of money off of the sequel trilogy. So we're going to have to deal with it. And Batu is so, it's so good. And I feel like a lot of people who want it to change to Mandalorian have never really experienced Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And it's a wonderful experience. And trust me, if you go on Rise of Resistance, you'll understand why they can't change it to Mandalorian. Because they would have to change that whole ride. And I just don't see how that, is it took possible. them years oh. oh it took them
1: years yes
0: to get that ride that to get that attraction to just work so
1: <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. it takes a lot of planning to do anything at the theme parks oh, hundred.
0: plus we are forgetting something it's a pandemic right now disney is not doing well with ticket sales and stuff because not really that many people want to go they don't have the money to retheme that. They already have tons of other projects they're doing, especially in Epcot, and they're building the Star Wars hotel, which is going to be themed to fit with Batu, so they won't change mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I'm just really tired of that rumor
1: going this around. Is, this is, <laughs> I know. I mean, and here's the thing too: like theme parks and all of Orlando. This is a this is a tourist area um, here. Orlando's been doing dealing with a lot of loss because of the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people have lost their jobs because the theme parks and a lot of tourist areas had to close for so long. And when we have that many layoffs, we know that the company's not making as much money per usual because we had to close, you know. So yes. the theme parks themselves have to deal with that kind of loss. And taking on any new projects that haven't already been announced announced within the theme parks is probably mm-hmm. not going to happen for the next couple of years while the parks recuperate. You know what yes. I mean?
0: I mean, Epcot just now released their fountain. And I think that's the only thing they've done so far. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yes. it's, it's going to take a very long time for things to come out. Epcot's projects are all happening at the same time and they're like slowly getting through all of them and what Epcot is going to be is going to be f- phenomenal. You know, Disney Imagineers yes. are like fantastic, you know. Um, But it's going to take some time and, and I know this this last year um, did not help at all with all of that. Everything's going to mm-hmm. feel like Stuff maybe pushed back, and I think that's okay. But it will be good. Um, I also I, heh, pardon me. I was scrolling through the Facebook. Um, Star Wars <laughs> games just announced um, yes. that they are working with Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment to develop a brand new story driven open world Star Wars adventure. So oh. I <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. Just wanted to share <laughs> <pretty> that. Cool. <laughs> I, just,
0: I saw that this morning, and I was really excited. Um, I if anyone. If you don't know what that company is, they did Assassin's Creed, and so it's going to be pretty cool. There's also I don't know if you guys saw this an Indiana Jones game that's going to come out. Ooh, I did not see that. It, it looks like it's going to be set in Rome, and oh yeah, and they're going to. It's going to be a completely new story. So I'm extremely excited about that. <laughs> So we are going to end this episode with three tips each for new travelers to Batu. I will start. So I highly recommend, I said this already, to read Black Spire and A Crash of Fate. I feel like you'll enjoy it more. Um, And then my second tip is learn the lingo. The lingo is really, really cool. My favorite saying is, may the spires keep you, which is their version of um, may the force be with you. And it's really cute. Number three boarding pass tips now you need to get a boarding pass in order to go on rise of resistance you do not need a boarding pass for smugglers run it is very difficult to get a boarding pass they open the boarding pass at 7 a.m and you can only get one if you have a reservation for hollywood studios so what i do is uh, i wake up at 655 And I have my phone ready. And if you need time to wake up, I recommend waking up at 630, do jumping jacks, do something. Because I'm telling you right now, you need to be on the ball with this one. You got to click that button. Mm -hmm. You need to be alert. alert. Um, (laughs) Also, listen to Duel of the Fates as you do it. Trust me when I say that. It helps. Yes. So um, I get the app and you go down to virtual lines and queues. And it will obviously say there's... It's not open right now. So keep hitting the check availability. Just keep hitting that button and go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then right when seven o'clock hits, do not even hesitate because your family members' names, if you are connected in the app, will show up and just hit reserve and you should get it. So it's really competitive and it's gone in 0.2 seconds, I promise you. So that is my tip, just be really quick. But, yeah, trust me, got to have that finger ready to go. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so I have a few that I want to talk about. My number one thing is don't be afraid to go into Batu and just walk around. And just take in the scenery and take in the incredible job that the Imagineers did. For instance, I love to people watch and I love to watch. Um, I just love to look around Batu because, like I said earlier in, um, in the podcast, you really notice something different every time you go. Um, one of my favorite things to do is just to sit and look around, so don't be afraid to do that. Um, also, talk to some cast members about their stories. Every cast member has a unique story, and they are more than happy to share it with you. And it just it's such a fun way to interact with them and also get some good Batu lore or some Black Spire lore. The last thing I suggest you do is go to one of the soda stands and get one of the detonator-shaped bottles of soda. I promise you, you're going to want to take pictures with this. Mm -hmm. Bridget and I had a whole photo shoot with them. (laughs) They are the cutest things ever. I, I'm not going to lie, for the longest time thought they were shaped as droids. (laughs) They're not. They're detonators um disclaimer you cannot <laughs> take them on planes not even in your checked baggage yes they look like bombs <laughs> i definitely don't do that they do look like bombs uh but yeah please get one of those they're iconic and they'll make you smile <laughs> is
1: it my turn yes yes um so my three recommendations Um. when you go to galaxy's edge one is to try as much food as you can and different snacks. All of the food options and the snack options are so well thought out to be in the theme of Star Wars, and they're all so good, mm-hmm. that it's really worth, like, taking the time that every single time you go, try new things, because it's most likely going to be, like, the best thing we've ever had. Yeah. Um, my second tip is don't skip out on looking at the shops. You can find some really cool things that are only sold in the land. Including these um, like little dolls that they have that are like the different characters that are, have like Ahsoka. They have Ray as a little doll which I think is super cute since Ray had like that little homemade doll in Mm -hmm. the force awakens i thought that was really cute now she has a little doll um (laughs) (laughs) um, doing the different shops there's one that has all of the different props and um the lightsabers that you can find over there which i think are super cool and three character interactions one of my favorite things about batu is the fact that it's not a typical character interaction, as in, like, you stand on the line, you go, like, you have your autograph book, and you just say hi, and then you move on, and then you continue with the line, right? Mm-hmm. The characters are going around the land, and they're in the middle of their own story, you know? You will find Vi probably hiding from the stormtroopers... And she could look up on you and ask you, like, to help, like, keep her hidden from the stormtroopers. So now you're a part of her story. And I think that's something that's really cool that all the characters try to do. Um, Obviously, that's something that's a little bit harder now with all the COVID restrictions. But the characters are in the land. You still can see Ray and Chewie um, next to the droid depot. Mm-hmm. And, um listen to what they have to say to you i think is my biggest tip for having a really good character interaction um understand what they're saying to you and like just go with the flow like answer back as if you're you are in this world with her because you are you're a part of ray's world and Chewie's world. And if you say like, "Oh, we saw some first order troopers," and like Kylo ran around the corner, I think you guys should like watch out. Like she's gonna understand that and be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like thank you for telling me. Um, and same with troopers and Kylo. Listen what they say to you and like answer back to them, and you're gonna have a really great interaction.
0: All right, and I think that about wraps up this episode. I just want to thank you guys for coming on. You're
1: welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been I enjoyed very fun.
0: I enjoy talking about the food. (laughs) Uh Yeah, same. (laughs) Um, So I do want to say that we are going to have another podcast called Ignite the Spark. And Nikki is going to be the main host of that. So Nikki, if you'd like to talk about a little bit.
1: I am. I'm super excited. Um, I never thought I would be doing a podcast, but Ignite the Spark is just going to be a podcast. I'm going to have different guests every single day just talking about some different nerdy things most of the time i feel like we are going to do some sort of star wars related um topic but we are going to branch into marvel dc and other happenings in the world um nerdy things so stay tuned we should be dropping and i think mid-february is kind of where i'm aiming for so i'm super excited about it
0: all right that is going to end it for episode 5 of avant-garde talk Thank you once again to Nikki and Angela for joining me to talk about Galaxy's Edge, and most importantly, food. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.